What is up, World Wide Web? This is Andy Bisha here at Geektainment Weekly. It is Friday, July 6th. I am not R.D. Van Houten, like I said. I am Andy Bisha. R.D.'s dead. I killed him and buried him. So try to convict me now, Internet. Uh, you just confessed. Sitting to my right is the wonderfully crazy and completely complicit in my crime, Ian Benzman. Damn it. Ian. Now I'm part of your You brought the shovel, brother, when you yeah. buried the body. Well, no, we just had to, you know, just had to pull out the infinity gauntlet oh, for a second. Oh, boy. So, uh, did someone pull the batteries out? Ah, someone pranked you. Pulled the batteries out of the gauntlet. Someone totally pulled the batteries out. Ah, they were probably sick of hearing it go off, but Ian... Hmm. It, does that make jerking it any easier? Much harder. That's what she said. Hmm. Oh, man. And because RD's not here and I'm over here, well, who's taking my spot? It's none other than Crazy David Budazeski. Hmm. You're, you're not crazy. No, I hope not. No, well, you're crazy for being in here with me, letting me run the show. Uh, I'm driving the boat right now. You can drive the rapid clip. I don't care. All right. You know, that sounds fun. So, Ian, yes. what is going on in This Week in Geek? It's a bit of a slow week, actually, because they're getting ready for Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, most of the news that's this week is all about, like, oh, this is going to be in Convention Hall H. And this is, is it, like, be- the big... Big Comic Con, San, yeah, San Diego, San Diego, which is really—it's. I feel like calling it a Comic Con is a bit of a misnomer because it's, it's really, a geek con. At this it, point. Well, it's really turned into more of like a movie and TV con. You know what I mean? Like you get all the big movie announcements, you get all the big Marvel stuff. I mean, right. Disney's pulled some things from there, and they're doing you know their whole their D twenty three, and that's where a lot of the Star Wars announcements are happening. But um, I'm trying to—I—I I, it's still very sparse. I'm sure DC will be there to announce something. Probably show Aquaman trailer. Well, yeah. What like I, I was going to ask, what do we know is going to happen at San Diego? Like, what uh, what panels are probably are doing a lot of really awesome trailers that for movies that end up sucking. Oh no! If I if I had oh, to guess, yeah, so you're talking about DC, right? <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't gonna panels. just say it, but yes, yeah, um, I said it for you. Well, I mean, because like the word on Aqu- the early word on Aquaman that it's amazing. From the producers, oh, of so <laughs> I mean, like take is that it, with a grain of salt. Is it the bro Aquaman still? Oh yeah, it's still. It's oh, I wouldn't say he's bro Aquaman. Jason I would say he's Ramona. extreme Aquaman. He's he's so extreme that his trident needs five prongs, which makes it not a trident. And, uh, quadrant? and well, no, it's I just uh, I knew what we were. I knew what we were in for when the first set the, the set photo they released from Justice League was. Aquaman holding a, a, a fucking electric guitar. Because <laughs> oh, that's, like, that's, that's just Zack Snyder. He's extreme. You know? Like, uh, it all just has to be extreme. Wait, well, wait, 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 wait. I thought Snyder wasn't directing it. He's not. But okay. but his, they're still kind of trying to move away they're from... They're working with his vision. Yeah, still. although apparently they're trying to move away from it, which I'm happy about, because the, the thing that... I, I, and I, I actually put this on The Dark Knight. And Nolan's trilogy. I think Batman, Nolan's Batman trilogy is one of the best and worst things to ever happen to superheroes in general, from the comic books to the films. Uh-huh. Because these are masterpiece films. They're masterpieces. I just, I just right. rewatched all three of them, and the third one still I have huge problems with uh, the third act. But 
you know, you watch the movie like Batman Begins and you watch The Dark Knight, and even as not a comic book fan, you can walk out appreciating uh, those films. I, I would I would disagree. The, the Batman Begins was awesome. I love Batman. Um, the Dark Knight Rises, though, has some really weird pacing issues. Oh, well, yeah, and it feels unfinished at times. It really it does. does. Yeah, it absolutely. No, no, I'm saying I, I think the first two thirds of that movie fit very well while not as good as the first two. Sure. But the third act of that movie goes so off the rails. Of the, the Dark second, Knight Rises, yeah, right? the Dark Knight rises the second he's thrown into the pit after they break his back mm-hmm. it goes like it just goes off the rails. yeah why why oh, did I'm they sorry. take him to a different country well that that that's its whole thing i'm sorry what was the one with the joker again the dark knight the dark knight okay the dark knight has some really weird pacing issues as well like the two and three have like just really because especially with the dark knight it feels like it ends like five times, and that's an issue. Yeah, I, I felt that way about the Return of the King. Except oh it, yeah, except it literally ends five it's times. Like here's yeah. the ending. It's like here's the ending, and the screen fades to black. No, wait, there's another wait. one. Wait, screen fades to black three more times. All right, it's ending. Okay, I'm well, getting up now. Okay, nope, sorry, no, I'm not. We know, <laughs> we know for a fact that right before the premiere, Peter Jackson delivered the reel to the theater, and it was still wet. From the film bath. Wow. So it was, he was literally cutting Return of the King up to the minute it was Which I like, think is crazy because they filmed it way before they had released it. They shot all three of them back to back to back. Well, right. But, you know, ed- editing is hard, Ian. I'm aware. Speaking from an editorial standpoint. I know. And especially those movies. I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're you massive. can easily make a three hour cut and have it oh, be yeah. coherent. And That was uh, a three hour movie, I think. Was it? Was it, uh, third it was one like two and a half and then the, the extended is like three and a half or something like that. And it, and it still makes sense. Yeah, like absolutely. Watching a three and a half hour one doesn't it's, it's feel like commitment. stuff drags on. Yeah. It's a commitment, though. You Because if you're going to watch one... You gotta watch them all. Yeah, that's my wife and I did that. I bought uh-huh. I bought the extended the, trilogy, the nice trilogy set the, the on Blu-ray. Yeah, and we finally sat down and watched them all. It's and a it was, commitment, it was, but it's but freaking it was, awesome. We did it over a couple of days, but it was great. Yeah. So oh yeah. Absolutely. Each movie mm-hmm. is two discs. Yeah. I mean, remember when like Wait, Titanic, two Blu-ray discs? Two Blu-ray yeah. discs. Jeez. Remember when like Titanic came out and it was like two VHSs? Two, and it was like the craziest. This yeah. is like, <laughs> fucking James Cameron. My. My two VHS story was the Steel Magnolia, that long ass movie. Uh, yeah, two VHS. Scarface was also two VHS. Yes, yeah, yes. Um, as was Gone Eyes with the Light Wind. Shut. Gone with the Winds. I just remember. I remember the last VHS I ever bought or got was uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah. Oh man, me and, too. And, and I just found it, and it's still unopened. <laughs> it's still in the plastic that came in it. You should get it signed by uh, Jake Lloyd. Yeah, Jake Lloyd. He actually went. And, to, he and was at Columbia about two years before I was there. Uh, yeah, and Jar Jar. When, when I got there, uh, yeah. You know, I I I will say this as a character. What the fuck were you thinking, George Lucas? As the like the idea and the concept behind the technology and what Ahmad Best did in terms of laying the groundwork. It's amazing for because like and we talked about this. We've talked about this a couple of times. Sure, there would be no what Andy Serkis is doing now with that technology right. if they had not started to pioneer that with Jar Jar. Right. And and speaking of Star Wars, Mark Hamill just recently tweeted a countdown for episode nine. Oh, he's, and, he's be and I believe sure. his hashtag was uh, uh, nine is worth the wait, nine will be great, something like that. I, I, um, I, I There was actually one thing, it just came out. Um, slow K- news, Carrie, huh? Carrie Russell... Is gonna be in the new Star Wars movie, teaming back up with JJ. 
Okay. Yeah. Could dig it. Now, for for the, you want to tell people for those who don't know who Carrie Russell is. Uh, you 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 do that. Okay. She, she's on the Americans. I'm trying to see who she'd be playing. Right. But you know, it, it's it, it's just really interesting. So Mark Hamill posts all this stuff. Uh, you know, this countdown and everything, and people are taking to Twitter like, well, maybe it'll be good. So I don't know, Mark. Here's like, I'm the so three, hurt. Here's so the burned. three rumors. She could be playing an older version of Amelia Clark's character from Solo. Uh-huh. Kira. Or or she could be Ray's mom. Uh-huh. Or there's a character who they're trying to cast who they're referring to as MJ. Michael Jackson? Ma- Mara Jade? They are casting a character who they're only referring to as MJ right now. Oh, that's it. Mara Jade, Luke Skywalker's wife. I hope. Oh, I hope. Man. I've. I've. The big. The big rumors that I've been hearing recently is that so. So Timothy's on. He did his new Thrawn book. Yeah. And it was great. Um. You know, I still hold the giant affinity for the original Thrawn, the Thrawn trilogy. trilogy. I think yeah. It's the best. Oh, so good. So good. Um. But from what I've heard, is he's supposed to do two more books, but they're in flux right now because he can't continue work on them because there's some sort of hold from Lucasfilm. So if you take that into account with that whole leaked audition footage of someone auditioning for Thrawn oh, from Thrawn. a couple months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With with the whole MJ casting thing. Could JJ be trying to save Star Wars and like fix it for the fans by bringing Thrawn into the fold and bringing Mara Jade into the fold? What if there was like like this big like like alternate universe thing that happened and it flashes JJ the pulls the Star and, Trek. and JJ's like, "Yep, uh, this is actually this is uh, no longer canon. The books are now canon again. It, you will get such a huge resounding cheer. Fans would go nuts. From the fan, fans, fans would go insane. Yep, insane. You, you say save the Star Wars. Now, I know Solo had its problems. No, no, I love Solo. I'm talking about the Last Jedi. The Last Jedi was, was a nightmare. It was a, it was a mess and ruined Star Wars. Now I don't know. But how did it do at the box office? Well, it's Star Wars. Not, not, it, made not it, hugely, cr- it was actually probably the lowest grossing Star Wars film of the of, original of any series. Of the saga, yeah. Of any of the saga episodes. Right. Hmm. I personally returned eight showings. I saw and That's bad. I saw Revenge of the Sith 26 times in theaters. I saw The Force Awakens 23 times in theaters. I saw The Last Jedi 3 times in theaters. Okay, in, in and returned top, eight showings. In top one hundred grossing films, The Last Jedi is still number eleven. Behind Behind uh Deathly Hallows Part Two and above Frozen. How many other Star Wars movies though? Uh it puts it behind The Force Awakens, which is number three that's of it? all time. Yep. Uh, that's it. Well if you put <laughs> if you take into account inflation, inflation. it's behind the original trilogy this, as well. This is I believe this is uh counting inflation as well. Hmm. No, because I think clowning inflation, Star Wars is up in the top three. Or was. Should be at least top five now. Well, either way... Isn't Gone with the Wind? Well, what or... I'm trying to say is, like, like I saving Star Wars from just nerds complaining about Star Wars. That's it. Like, nobody cares. They're still uh, making money hand so, over but, fist. But as a... Well, yeah. Well, I, they made their money back on buying Star Wars before the first one even came out, just on toy sales alone. Right. right. Yeah, they don't care. Merchandising. And that's, merchandising. And that's the problem. I think that's the problem is when you look at something like with what Disney's doing with Marvel is they know it's working. They know the fans love it and they're not interfering with it. Whereas 
Lucasfilm was supposed to kind of work autonomously like that, but I think mm-hmm. after the prequels, they're trying to figure out what captured Star Wars. I think, and as much as everyone complains, it's just a new hope, beat for beat. The Force Awakens felt like Star Wars. It did. It felt like a really promising start to the beginning of something new but familiar. And I get, I get playing it a little bit safe. Like I I'm do, cool with playing I it do safe. understand for the first one. You know, you're showing like, hey, Disney has this now, mm-hmm. but we know what made Star Wars Star Wars. Right. And you feel like J- I felt like J.J. really had that. And I think that's the thing. I think that's what you're saying. I think what you're saying is sort of correct. I think J.J. knew what Star Wars mm-hmm. is to the people, whereas Disney doesn't so much because look at The Last Jedi. Well, okay. So it's a Marvel movie. Rain Johnson, Ryan Johnson, I'll never get that right, <clears throat> is a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. And... I know that when a studio gives you a job and you have to you have to play ball a certain way. Mm-hmm. And again, it's directing a Star Wars movie. His back catalog isn't huge. No. So of course he's like, I want to play ball. Disney wants to give me a huge movie deal. JJ Abrams said, No, I'm gonna release this movie when it's ready mm-hmm. and then got pulled from the other two. Yeah. So I'm gonna play ball. Or he left because he yeah. Whatever. Well, the thing with Ryan Johnson, though, is there's playing ball, and then there's, like, he didn't play so much. Well, he played ball in the sense that they're like, we want something totally different, and he gave it to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that didn't make any sense. In terms of the lore. I mean, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was soft sci-fi all over. I mean. Well, the thing, the thing with yeah. Star Wars for me is that, like, I understand nowadays that everything's not so, everything's not so black and white. Right. And all that jazz. But in Star Wars, there's good and there's bad. And and it's really yeah. a big part of the story. It's very much good guys versus bad guys. You can't yeah. really deviate from that formula enough right. by, by putting like, oh well, maybe he's a goodish bad guy. Right. Like, no, you can't because like in the E, you can develop. You know, in the old EU, you can develop right. things like that. You know, like <laughs> Boba Fett isn't strictly speaking a bad guy in the EU. He's a bounty hunter. You know what he's I mean? He's a mercenary. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, Deadpool. Gun De- for hire. Deadpool's a mercenary. He kills a shit ton of people, but I wouldn't say he's a no. bad guy. He plays a villain. No. Well, he's an anti-hero. He's an anti-hero. He's, exactly. Um, I do. I do want to uh, submit to you. I you were correct that that was not uh, adjusted for inflation, but the last Jedi is still ahead of Episode Three and um, Rogue One. So okay. Well, I mean, I I believe because it's you at know forty three of all time. Well, you got to think it's like after it's like after after the Force Awakens. It's one of those things where it's like I think Infinity War. While it would have still done amazing at the box office, mm-hmm. completely benefited from Black Panther being such a massive success. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and 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 in fact, I almost think I, so. I saw Ant Man and Wasp yesterday. I won't spoil anything. You better not. Um, I really enjoyed it. Spoiler: They're all get small. I really, ah shit ah, damn it. Now I can't talk about it. no. Um, so it's really enjoyable. Um, my only issue with is is the timing of the release. Um, you're putting out two movies in between both parts of this massive Avengers film. Mm-hmm. They should be overly important to what's going on. And except for the after the credit scene, it's almost like this movie existed right now to get the after the credit scene to happen, to fit with what's going on. You know what I mean? Really? It, so it, like, like it, it just skirted the whole Infinity War. It issue takes place before the entire time. It takes place then, before. Yeah. Um, it takes place in the two years um, after Civil War. 
Which is, they've said that that's not like a spoiler or anything. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, so it takes place, and it's it's really cool to see Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne together. Um, really cool. Yeah, and that's some, and then you get some really cool moments in the microverse or the the quantum realm. Right, um, the tiny verse, and, and the villains are good, and and there's just some plot holes that are left dangling at the end. Um, uh huh. Intentionally or I don't know. Some, I got some of them seem intentional. Some of them don't. I gotta ask: Do we get another Thomas the Train moment? A sort moment of. that I mean, is so thing that's in the funny. That is. Oh just... no! See, that's actually one thing I think about this movie is they relied a little too much on what made the comedy in the first one unique. Oh no! You know what I mean? Like, they there's a lot more of like out. his like gang of guys, which is hilarious. You know, mm. they're, they're funny as hell. But I think right. there might be a little too much of them. Yeah. This time. Um, but no, it was I. It was really cool. It was really cool to see Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne together, especially, especially because you know they're orig- they're two of the original Avengers. In fact, Wasp is the reason that the Avengers even all assemble in the first place in the comics. The mm-hmm. white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wasp is a term. I I, um, I know what it is. Um, I'm just I'm just loving that. The, the the flair that you are bringing to today's episode oh, is just is just my a whole dis- a whole new new level. My disdain of cape shit yeah. has been has been achieved. Anyway, um, yeah, it's um, I I really do enjoy it. I just I I question them putting it out. I almost kind of wish they put it out before Infinity War. I think it would have had more oomph. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I, what you're talking about, it's it's sort of like a pre-telling right, of what's going on. Right, because now. this is the first time, and you've had scenes in Marvel films where they go into the past or they have scenes in earlier years. Yeah. But Ant-Man is the first one to fully take place before the actual full timeline. Well, I think they're probably getting us ready for, for, well, that's, that's, mi- for exactly. Captain Marvel. Well, so that's the thing, is Captain Marvel Careful. better... better no, no, I'm not spoiling anything. I'm just no, making I'm, I'm just sure. talking about Captain Marvel by itself. Okay. Captain Marvel better blow my freaking brain away and have huge amounts to do with Infinity War because I honestly, my only issue really with Ant-Man 2 or Ant-Man and Wasp is that it's it's not as funny because it relies on the same type of humor and it really, really felt to me like in terms of the larger narrative that Marvel's telling, it existed to get to there after the credit scene. Oh. I feel that being said, do not stay for the after after credit scene. It's so stupid. It's pointless. I, I feel. Like, I mean, I'm gonna do it. Anyways. No, it's, I'm telling you, you'll be disappointed that you stuck around for I it. I don't care. I, I feel like Marvel blew their wad with Infinity War this year, and unless all the movies that come out tie into what's going on in that, they're gonna get some. Well, a that's bit of heat. that's why there's only two coming out in between. And I, and I do think Captain Marvel has huge amounts to do with Infinity War because it's the first one to take place. Like, wasn't way, there Spider Man coming out? The movie right after. That's what kicks off. That's right after, after Avengers Infinity Four. War, yeah, uh, okay. or whatever Four is. Yeah, which the the rumor popped up again that it's called Endgame, but I don't see how that's fucking spoilerish at all. He says that in the movie. But I know I get that, but but uh, or uh, Kevin Feige was asked a question if. A certain British actor would be joining Tom Holland in oh, the. Strange. Would you let me get the gag out, Stephen please? Fry. Yes, Stephen Fry. Awesome. Yes, he was asked if Benedict Cumberbatch would be acting alongside Tom Holland again. The two Brits back together. No, he was like, I would love to see that. They would love to work together again, but no, they are not going to be in the same in that movie. Well, I think um, I think they have some very interesting plans for Doctor Strange. 
because Kevin Feige came out and said we will see another Doctor Strange movie, but he was like really weird about it. He was like really, he was like, it, it, like we don't know when or what timeline it'll be or like, it, he made it seem as though Doctor Strange might not return in the next Infinity War, but like he's going to return at some point. Yeah, and like, you know, timeline, I mean, I'm, I'm still on this whole like, it's going to be an alternate Wait reality. until you see Ant-Man. Shut up! It doesn't spoil anything, but your hold mind on. will go crazy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, so it didn't it didn't give anything away. No, 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 no. I'm saying your mind after what we've been talking about, your mind's gonna just go crazy with theories. It doesn't spoil and I did not spoil anything. No, I know you, you know you know, go into the quantum. I know I know that. I'm just saying it, it adds to some of the theories that we've been talking I about. Absolutely. Well, think okay. it does. Everybody knows that I'm not a big comic book person. Isn't the story of the Infinity War already done? No. No. They, weren't there comics about the Infinity oh, War? Oh, yes, yes, oh, yes. yes. No, there's been the Infinity War. Um, infi- there's Infinity Gauntlet. In fact, Infinity War isn't even what the the storyline, like the original storyline is called Infinity Gauntlet. So don't we already know what happens? We're just... Yes and no. I mean, I, yes, I do. And and people who have read the comics have do to an extent because they don't, Strict. See, that's why Marvel does such a good job. They don't follow it to a T. But they right. take enough. They pay. They pay homage. So, to it. like, I for at this point we can talk about it. I had theory <laughs> that the movie was going to end with Thanos snapping. And that's kind of because that's what happens. happens in the book. And he, except instead of half of everyone, he wipes. Off, and in fact, I think this is one of the times. The are we films, are we are we marking spoiler here or are we past? No, that we're past or? that. This Infinity War has been out long enough. Okay, I think. Then yep. fair enough. I think. Um, so. I think they actually did a way better job of developing Thanos as a character in the movie. Yes. Because in the comics, he's in love with the personification of death. And the reason he's called the Man Titan is because no one knows if he's crazy or if she's real or this or that or whatnot. So he basically just wants to please death. Okay. And so in the comics, he snaps his fingers, 98% of existence disappears, including Captain America. Um, And then at the end, Nebula gets the gauntlet and saves everyone. Um, I'm assuming... It'll be something similar to that in the next one. Oh my God! Nebula is Karen Gillum. Is, she is. Um. She is one of Thanos' stepdaughters. Okay. So there you go. I I would be very upset about that. Now that not, <laughs> I hate no, her as a character. I, just, I She's really lame. think slash hope and want the next Avengers to be called Secret Invasion. Because if if they have the scrolls back now. That would be a huge, really cool storyline to do. What if, okay, the most of the characters who died in the snap were scrolls, or scrolls, or the ones who survived? Oh, oh, there you go. I just, I'm, I don't know. I, um, I think it's just, it's just really interesting to me that they're going back and doing the Kree Scroll War right before the next Avengers. And the reason that we have the Chitauri is because they didn't have the rights to the scrolls back when Avengers came out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see. I'm so curious, though. What I, are the I, scrolls exactly? So the scrolls were introduced in Fantastic Four originally, which is why they were a Fox property. Um, but the scrolls are shapeshifters. So they can transform. Well, not all of them, but most of the scrolls are shapeshifters. They can transform into whoever mm. and have their powers. So there was a whole storyline a couple of years ago after the Civil War storyline in the comics where uh, basically someone gets killed, and right when they get killed, they turn into a scroll. And then it starts to reveal this whole like story about how you know there's been sleeper scrolls this entire time, and like who's a scroll, who's not a scroll, and like where have like the actual people been, and 
all that stuff. So where they end up being on like a different planet? Yeah, being held by the they're basically in like a prison. Yeah, ah, scroll prison. There's, there's, yeah, there's actually a really cool scene in one of the books where they, they had to go to scroll ship, like, school. There's like this one ship; it crash lands on Earth, and like all of these Marvel heroes get out, and like some of them are already there, and like it's like some of them are actually the escaped heroes, and some of them are scrolls, and like it's it's a really really good storyline. They had a thing think... where they burn the blood, and whoever's like, <laughs> no, blood yeah, yeah, shit. this is this is the John Carpenter John comic, <laughs> sort of. Yes, Jesus. I wouldn't you love that? It if, might like, Captain be America's the thing. Space. Just like, run! It just opened up and. (laughs) He's a scroll! (laughs) Get him! (sighs) Oh, and then his head just like drips down like bubblegum. Oh, here we go. There's the next one right there. Yep. Avengers 4, the thing. (laughs) Sign us up, Marvel. We're ready to write. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, so any, 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 besides the whole Aquaman thing, is there any news on the DC front? Um, No, not really. I, I think. We're we're just hearing a lot of rumors until until they finally actually uh, like actually announce something because you know the whole like the Batman might be starting to shoot at the end of the year we don't know they said apparently they're crewing up. Um, there's yeah. two Joker movies happening. Apparently. Yeah, what the hell's up with that with two different Jokers? Well, yes. So what they're doing is apparently they're gonna do not they're not calling it Elseworlds but it's gonna be like an Elseworlds kind of brand. Which is cool, um, I no, think. No, it's not. No, no, no. I think it is cool. I'll let you finish your point. I think it's cool if they had already gotten their other ducks in a row. Yes. Exactly. You know what I mean? If if DC was like an established movie franchise, mm-hmm. I'd be like, go do your thing. Exactly. Yep. But now they're just like, uh, uh, uh right. Jokers. Right. <laughs> well, and it's and I think it's really interesting. I, I think it's really interesting, too, because sorry. Is, it almost seems as though... Oh. So, like, the rumors that this, the new Batman movie is going to take place in the continuity of the Scorsese Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, which basically... Wait, wait, hold on. I, I think I did not know this part. It's Martin Scorsese? Producing it. Okay. Todd Phillips is directing it. Okay. Hangover, really? and then it's star- and starring Joaquin Phoenix yes. as the Joker. Now, I'm cool with that. Sure. I what a clusterfuck that sounds like. <laughs> I know. Off the bat, <laughs> DC, how, Joker, how, how long Martin have I Scorsese, been this? the director from The Hangover. Hangover. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I know. That sort of now, blow is being given around now, in the DC now, movie. Simmer on that for about four uh, months, and that's where you, I'll be at. That's where, You'll be where I'm at. Because I'm the same way, but it, it seems to me almost as though is that DC is almost like, well, we fucked up. We're gonna do this different universe, and if people like it more, we're gonna stick with it. That How is... about you just put out a PSA? Hello, I am the head of DC Comics. We royally fucked up, so we're going to start over. Be patient with us. We're handing Honestly, all the movie rights over to Marvel. I that would be the it. the best thing ever. <laughs> Would be for Marvel to be in charge of all the DC. I don't want to cross over, but <laughs> no, just no, let no. Marvel be in charge. Yeah, let Marvel be in charge. That's all like, I want. Just that's all I want. Take your time. DC has been running catch just, up. Just let Kevin. The, Fe- just the, let Kevin Feige run everything. The DC, sh- the Marvel, shitty, the U.S. government. I don't care. The shitty thing about all this. <laughs> the UN has to come in and fix DC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a binding resolution. To fix the DC films. Oh God! <laughs> the ambassador from Swiss, this, uh, Switzerland, does not agree with this point. We oh, do not God. think Superman should be dark. <laughs> like, no, oh, but so my whole point about the Nolan movies: right. best and worst thing to happen to superheroes. Wow, this is a tangent. That I, just oh yeah, no, yeah. It comes Welcome right to back the show. Um, is because while I love those movies, every they affected the comics and movies. So Man of Steel is dark. 
because someone at DC was like, you know what? It worked for Batman. Let's make it work for a DC universe. And yeah. then on top of that, you look at the comics and everything went from being like, um, like, oh, tights and blah, 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 and this and that to everything needs to be practical and armored and right. like all that stuff. And then, you know, I really think if it wasn't for Nolan's trilogy, we probably wouldn't have a DC cinematic universe as it is right now because it just it it just it's so I feel like they're they're chasing the dragon yes almost. yeah absolutely absolutely like it worked for batman it's not going to work for superman you know being dark doesn't work for superman i mean i but that's i'm in the minority i'm in the minority i liked that movie a lot i think the movie is fine all the complaints that people had oh, i'm not no, i'm, were, I'm all, just were, saying in general about the tone of the universe well no that's that's you know. fine plus it, aquaman littered in the water what? Whatever he's he probably in, in, in Justice League he's walk he takes a swig of his whiskey walking into that giant which di- giant wave because it looks extreme and then he takes that fucking bottle and throws it in the ocean. Well, what you don't a know a glass bottle. Yes. What you don't know is he was uh, Flipper was swimming next to him. Oh, so he threw garbage in the water and then had his dolphin possibly choke on the. No, bottle by he was giving a... a drink to his dolphin friend, uh-huh. and then they have a recycling center in Atlantis. You know what? If they would have shown that, props to them. But they and that would have been better than most of the rest of the movie. So literally, it's Aquaman breaking glass in the beach where some kid's gonna go play mm-hmm. and cut his foot open. Yeah, and then in the water, just in the water, Aquaman litters in the water. Look, no, it's and it's it's one of those things, and this has been debated to death on so many things. Does Superman work today? Because he's such a Mary Sue character. How do you make Superman work today? I think That's there's, very there's true. ways to do it. And I think the way to do it is you keep the core of the character as is and you have you don't change the character to be part of the commentary of commentary of modern society. You have the character be who he is and then you have the supporting characters and the people living in the world comment on how he is today Which in modern society. I agree with. Like keep him the same. Mm-hmm. The, the the audience is going to have to have a specific Suspension of disbelief to this because right. otherwise it's not going to work. If you right. try to make like man, if you try to make uh-huh. it pretty, it's mm-hmm. not going to work. Yeah. Well, you know why Superman is the way he like is. Every, right? every scene where he takes his sunglasses or his glasses off, and someone's like, "Oh my God, you're Superman!" because like the sunglasses are just like a giant fucking mask. But right. you know why Superman is the way he was is why he was created the way he was, right? Because he was created by a Canadian, <laughs> Jews. No, no, a Canadian, Jews, a, a, a Canadian, Canadian Jew? Jew. Yeah. He so like he was all nice. Joe. Yeah, he was super nice. All Canadians are super nice, us, eh? Us Jewish folk like our super. Well, actually, no. Well, no, because then Cal Cal L is Hebrew. He is. Yeah. No, like the name. Oh, the name's uh, the yeah. name, that's Hebrew. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's it mean? I don't know. I'm a horrible Jewish guy. <laughs> me? I, I love Hanukkah. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, because you get all the presents. Damn straight. I get eight days of tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh my it's goodness! Beyblades, they get Beyblades, and they just... yeah, dude, we should bring Beyblades back. But speaking of games, as you all know, oh I love my Nintendo Switch. You and you alone. I <laughs> don't care. The fact that I can take it on the go, 
that I could be in the bathtub. He can take it into the bathroom and masturbate with I it. Can, he can take it I into can, the car and masturbate with it. He can take it into the Nintendo park Switch. and masturbate well, with you, it. You know what? You can the, masturbate with friends. With friends, yes. You could get a group. You can get a circle jerk going in the park well, with you all can your take switches. The screens, I would like to see that Nintendo commercial. You can, well, you can take the screens and connect them for some games now. So I imagine that you get the man part in the. I was gonna say, could you connect screens together and all watch porn at the same time? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. no, you can make it like some weird shape and then whatever position they're in. Pe- Anywho, this, this went off the rails. No, it went off the rails. It's just fun. But I mean, it goes along with what what people have been doing. People have been hacking Nintendos because of how open their their hardware is. Uh, kind of. Um, They've been sticking it in because of how open. Yeah. God okay, damn it. But- Sorry, I had to. That's so, the last one. Very recently, I actually talked about this on my gaming show. Uh, what show would that be? Ordinary Gamers. It's on at 5 o'clock here on New Radio Media. <laughs> but a while back, an exploit was found in all Tigra hardware. Like, pretty much every Tigra chip that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, that includes the ones for the the NVIDIA Shield, the NVIDIA uh, box, the TV box thing that they have. Right. Um, Nintendo Switch, obviously, and certain, like, uh, uh, pads have this chip in there or or some subset of that chip and there is a hardware flaw in there that allows it to be hacked per mm-hmm. se and it's 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 in the metal you have to do an entire hardware revision to fix it i don't think you have to do a hard revision i think you have to do an entire new hardware system because it's it's pretty much baked into how the chips were made correct and so how do they not catch that it's You'd think that's like a big thing for them to not catch. Especially well, for Nintendo, though. Right. Nintendo is so like closed off. To yeah, Nintendo is like the walled gardens of walled gardens as far as software goes. So this happening on a Nintendo platform is is really weird. But obviously they wanted to cut costs and went with the Tegra hardware solution because it was already out there. It was a platform that was already you know made, especially with handheld stuff. Yeah. I mean, do you think um, it has anything to do with like the short, like the shortened lifespan of consoles? Um, no. This was this is actually more going back to how a lot of hardware is iterative of its pre- predecessors. And once you find a flaw like that in, in its predecessors, you can usually scale it up. Mm. And so you end up with, um, I don't know how many iterations there were of the Tigra, but it, the Tigra has been around for a while. It's been okay. around for at least 2012 that I know of, but probably even earlier than that. And um, so once they found this one flaw, it's almost like the uh, the Spectre meltdown thing. Do you guys remember that? Uh, vaguely, I vaguely remember. So it, this. it was, it was a, it was a problem with how the memory controllers on Intel and AMD chips, like again, baked into the chip. Like it's, it's just a problem of how secure that is, and having mm-hmm. to like do certain runtimes or fix it. But with this problem with the Tigra chips, basically all switches are open to just being exploited and you put whatever the hell you want on there. Yeah, and, and that has resulted in people putting Super Nintendo emulators on mm-hmm. their GameCube emulators and N64 emulators. In fact, somebody just put a video out like, hey, I can play Pokemon Snap on my Switch with full Joy-Con activity. So the fun part about that is is the Nintendo 64, I don't know if it's a documentation thing, but it's extremely difficult to build an emulator for. Yeah, like it's it's like you can make a GameCube emulator better than you can make a 64. And I think it's documented. I think it's because we have a lot more on the hardware side of how the GameCube worked mm. than we had of the 64. Because I had an emulator once for 64, and it was really flunky. It they still are. Mm. That, that yeah. hasn't changed much. Mm. Like it's still a pain in the ass to get them running. You have to. 
You have to kind of have a beefy computer to run it, like because it's, yeah. it's just because it's right now it's just like like massive, just like throw as much hardware as you can in it to make it work. Hope hope it works. Yeah, I just, I just remember the only way I could ever play old like Nintendo or Super Nintendo and Sega Dragon Ball games were getting the emulator. Like oh all, like, all yeah, the old Japanese ones. That Back they when it out. was like really like. Uh, like fresh, you know, uh-huh. and like you're getting this like weird like Japanese. Yeah, and all, and all of a sudden there's just like these like Dragon Ball Z games I'd never heard of. Before. Yeah, they were well, like, super Japan, awesome. It was in in, awesome. in regards to that, uh, there was a uh, if you were pre-ordering the new Dragon Ball Z Fighter game yeah. a while ago, they were Nintendo was giving you a copy of the previously only released in Japan. Dragon Ball Z fighting game. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's awesome. No, I remember and, I yeah. got, uh, I, for the original, I had to actually buy the original PlayStation because it was like one of the last games that came out for the original PlayStation, but it was a Dragon Ball GT game oh. that came out like probably two years before GT even hit hit here. Wow. Or something like that. Like, it was crazy. And it ruined the whole story for you. Not even. I couldn't oh, understand Oh, Final Bout. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was a big yes. deal. yes. That was the one. Yeah, everybody yeah. Was crazy because he's like you said it came out before Way before GT came. So out. everybody's like, man, we gotta play this game. Oh it yeah, was, oh yeah. I, it was it was it was mediocre, right. just yeah. like GT. It was mediocre, but mediocre. I, you know, I really, I really like. It just ended, but I really liked Super. It's over. They just ended it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, for forever? No. Well, no. So uh, this. Okay. So they ended the story where there, there's going to be more Dragon Ball. Oh, but okay. it's definitely the end of Dragon Ball Super. 134 episodes. Okay. Because um, I'm only on like episode 50 something in the. Well, I think it's, I version. think it's the original. I'm talking about in the, the Japanese. The yeah, yeah, because I, I watched the subbed. Yeah, I refuse. Um, I grew up watching. Oh, dub, see, I, I I, I've been watching the dub. I just I needed to, when they started airing the sub or the dubbed version or sorry the subbed version. I started watching it immediately. Uh, yeah, I had friends that did that. I, I just I just couldn't do my it. Dragon Ball. I couldn't do it. But the reason the reason why I bring up the Switch thing, uh, I I was talking to David about that uh, this morning, and and he brought it up, and he thought I was talking about something else, which I had no idea was Switch happening. Problems. Then, Talk, tell us about these broken Nintendo Switches. Talk okay. about a Nintendo. So yeah, yeah, yeah Nintendo. Please. Gotcha. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to hide the fact that I really don't like the Switch as a console itself. It's I never really it it's underpowered. It's I don't like the portable aspect of it as much people do. Um, it's built shoddily. I always thought, especially with like the screens and like scratching by putting them in the dock and everything. It, it was just it just but it's never appealed to me. But now it's coming out that a lot of people. Are having like faults happen with their switches. Um, the one that I see here is, you know, the grill that goes on to, to dissipate heat. Yes, you know? yes, yes. There is at least five different examples of these, just like cracked in the exact same way. Hmm. Like they're just like broken in the exact same way. Yeah, it just that, feels like they rushed it out. And that's yeah. Believe me, I know. Um, and that's just for the the heat grills. There's also like. Um, I'm trying to figure out where this is on the, the device. I think it's the top. It's also sneaking out at night and murdering people. You turn the screen towards me. I can. Tell okay, you. it's a, it's the top right corner. It's the top. I'm sorry, top left. Left. Corner. That'd be left. Yeah. It there's like at least five different pictures of them breaking the exact same way in that like the same crack on all of these. So so there's there's these. They weren't supported correctly designed. when they were designed. Yeah. They were not designed correctly. And the, 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 the plastic they use in these were not meant to be used in a portable way. Because I'm almost certain that a lot of these are are made because... A lot of these people 
are using them as portable devices. And right. That's why they're cracking. So they're popping them in and out of their base. They're you know they're doing all this stuff. So it I feel like Nintendo didn't do their due diligence in making these robust enough for it to be a portable console. Yeah, I mean, I will give you that it does feel a little I mean, it feels it's very it's a very lightweight system. I mean, when you take the Joy-Cons out, it's like sometimes I'm holding it and I'm like, "Ugh." And the screen's plastic. Mhm. And it scratches super now, easily. Now, I was smart enough when I bought my Switch, I bought the screen protectors for it. That's you shouldn't have you shouldn't, to buy You shouldn't. extra stuff for your console like that. That is not acceptable. Well, you know they like okay. I okay. So I have a screen protector on my phone because I want a screen protector on my phone. It doesn't need one. I want one on there because mm-hmm. I've dropped and broken my phone so many times that I have a glass screen protector that protects almost every shock I can I can put towards it. Right. But for a, for a console that is touting itself as a portable solution that you should be taking on the go with you no matter where you're at because everybody wants to play. That's their whole selling the cons- point. Everybody right. goes somewhere. You go to a party, you pop out your console, and everybody wants to play. That doesn't happen. Because that's what happens. No, that doesn't happen. You just put that console away. We're, we're doing blow. Go away. Um, go away. So, like, them pushing this out to the market obviously faster than they should. Because if you remember when the Switch launched, there were issues right out the, right out the gate. With the Joy Cons, especially. With the Joy Cons, especially, there was there was a weird um, hardware issue where one of the antennas wasn't as long as it was supposed to be, and so like I think it was the right Joy Con would just yep. faulty, just yep. would fail out, and there were people ma- hacking it to put an extra wire in there to make it a little more um, a reachable. Yeah, extend it, its reach. extended reach a little bit. Yeah. And then there were the people who had issues with the actual hardware inside the console, with it freezing, with uh, games not installing properly, things not saving correctly. I will say I have a complaint. Okay. Um, I went to install uh, Fallout Shelter, and I backed out, stopped the stopped the install, and then I went to go reinstall it. I can't remember why I did it, but now it says that it's installed, but it's not. It's not. Dun, dun, dun. So I don't know who to contact about this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And you can't do uninstall I... it? It's, it's not showing up that it's installed. That sucks. So, and it's just like... Oh, I... so when you go to the store to try to install, it's like, this is already installed. What are you talking about? But when you go into your manager software, not it's there. not there. That's so a... it's like, I'd have to like plug it in maybe to a computer or something, or I'd have to just reformat my Switch and download all my games again. So I don't want to do that. Right. So on this website, Nintendo Life is where I saw the story at. Um, they actually have a poll going on. And in the poll, that asks, does your Switch have any cracks on its case and that haven't been caused by accidental damage? Uh, and they have the qualifier accidental damage. So yeah, it's like, did you purposely break us? Right. I mean, and, and I'm sure if this, was, if this was switched around to remove that, you'd probably be more. But 18% of people said yes. 20% failure rate of people who just had their console and it just broke. I mean, that's, look, that's look what about, happened with the 360, though. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's to, oh man. I just watched the whole big thing on that, <laughs> yeah. where it was like about their their 60 percent failure rate right out the gate. Yeah, yeah because because I was of the, one of the, the few heat, lucky wasn't ones. It? I was one of the few lucky ones that didn't happen. Dude, although, I I had the red ring of death. Do you remember like that theory that people? I don't know if this actually was like a thing, but like there was a whole theory about if you like 
wrapped it in a blanket yeah. and, like, overheated it no, and that it was, fix that, it. That because was it would work. melt the point, the solder points. So that was a genuine fix. Okay, so the problem with the original 360 hardware, and, it, and this is this is for all 360 hardware, except for, like, the, the remodel, the S they did or whatever. Yeah. The one that came out when the Xbox One came out. I think that was the last hardware revision. Um, the problem is, is that you have all of these chips... All of these, all of this hardware in very close proximity, with not a lot of heat dissipation. Yep. Like there's there's a couple fans on there, but if you've ever felt or held a 360 while it's running, there's not a lot of air coming out of there. There's it's just it's so packed and crammed with crap because people complain about the original Xbox. People complain about how big it was and how bulky it was. And yeah, so like, it was fucking giant. Well, okay, fine. We listen to you. We're gonna cram it all in this small little space. And so what happened was is that you would run it, you would heat itself up to death, and then fail. Yep. And what was happening was is that the solder points in, in chips were sort of melting loose. Oh, lovely. And so what you could do is called reflowing the solder, which you could wrap it up in a blanket. That's one way of doing it, and that might work. But what people typically did was they would take the board out, put it on an oven sheet, and pop it in the oven for like 20 minutes or so. To reflow all that solder to where it should be, and then let it cool off and put it back in the console. Jesus. Yeah. And it worked. Usually, and sometimes it's actually just the, the hardware just cooks itself to death. There's no. I was going to say. Do. Speaking of things that usually work, <laughs> um, Nicholas Cage is providing a voice. Do you like that one? Uh, is providing a voice for um, <sighs> for one of the Spider-Man into 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 the Spider-Verse. That Miles Morales really? anime, yeah, he's gonna play uh, Spider-Man Noir. The, so it, in Spider Verse, they introduced all this. I am Spider-Man Noir. Uh, wait, 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 he's actually being the voice of a Spider-Man. Yes, but well, because so in this in this universe, I'm it's dark, in this continuity or in this story, there's main there's like Spider-Man Punk, who's like a British punk Spider-Man. There's like every alternate version from all the comics in the past, like the mechanical six-arm Spider-Man. There's um, Spider-Gwen. There's Spider-Man Noir. There's like this crazy, it's like SP slash slash DR that's like kind of like a, a Japanese robot thing. And Sure, but like isn't like every Spider-Man, like a teenage kid, isn't no, the point? No, 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 not in this story. So this story is actually based off one of the last really, really, really big things Dan Slott did that basically introduced the concept that there are more Spider-Men throughout the universe and they're all connected by like this life web. And there's like a family of people who it it sounds way cheesier. Than Why does actually. it have to be web? Why can't they just like make spiders? Like, because it's spiders, because spiders. David. Right, but you know, just—it's probably not an actual web. No, no, but it's they're not a literal calling web. it a web. Yeah, yeah. Actually, because well, there, there was actually a literal web, though. Oh um, Christ! Well, because there's like this keeper of like the there's like a whole. Thing. I'm the keeper of the web. There's a whole thing. It was actually yeah, really interesting. Fly, it, it tied, get it tied into uh, like Superior Spider-Man and like it was. It's really good, but that's what the, the story. Spinster. That's the story they're going for with the the Miles Morales movie. She's had a date news. I haven't had a date in twenty nine years. There's also Spider Ham. Are you serious? Yeah. Spider it's a Ham. pig? Spider Ham. Oh, I mean, okay, so there's a lot of different Spider Man, but there's way more Deadpool. There's there's Lady oh. Deadpool. Right. There's Dogpool. There's Headpool, which is zombified Deadpool. Well, but as Deadpool a head. is. There, and my favorite, joke. my well, favorite, yeah. though, Panda Pool. 
Yeah, Deadpool's taking the piss out of a lot of comics. Oh, well, that's this whole thing. He is he is literally like in, in the I don't know if you've seen the trailer for um the Teen Titans Go movie. Mm-hmm. They're like they like, Oh, you look like Deadpool. Like people should be calling him Slade because he was like a parody of me. I I've been around longer. Like yeah, I know literally Deadpool Deadpool's Marvel is like, ha, Slade will Deathstroke. Because Slade Death it's Deathstroke, Slade Wilson. Mm-hmm. Deadpool. Wade Wilson. Uh, yeah, he's literally meant to be like a fourth wall breaking satirical version of Deathstroke. But then again, Marvel and DC had that for years and years back and forth. Yeah, well, uh, that's that's just. In fact, I think I'm I'm fairly certain Fantastic Four was an immediate and direct response to Justice League, which explains a lot. Sorta, I guess. I mean, is there a way to make Fantastic Four good? Yes, there is. I, I would, I, I give them white suits and put Spider Man in if it. If someone, <laughs> someone, yes, yes, there is absolutely a good Fantastic Four movie to be made. Out well, of there. let me make it. <laughs> well, give us your, give us your elevator. Pitch. Well, so here's the thing: is if if this is if they bring them into the Marvel universe, what you do is you have the movie start. Normal day, the Avengers are stopping, you know, some like the Serpent Society from whatever, you know, taking over the city. And all of a sudden, this giant silver orb just flashes into existence in the middle of Times Square. News crews, you know, cameras, helicopters, all whatever flying around. Iron Man and the Avengers show up. And all of a sudden, they get closer to the orb, and the orb opens. And out of the orb falls out the Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom disappears like that. He comes back later. And then basically the Fantastic Four are like, well, and then, you know, Tony realizes who they are. And he's like, you know, where have you been? And then we basically get a retroactive storyline where they've actually been in the Marvel Universe the entire time. They've just been missing for so long that, like, it's kind of old hat at this point. You know what I mean? Oh, those Fantastic Four are always going off and getting lost. No, exactly. So you, you introduce them by having them come back from being lost on a cosmic journey. And then you introduce them that way. So Tony and Reed know each other. Exactly. So they've been known as the Fantastic Four. How does that play in with Vision's comment, though, ever since the appearance of Mr. Star, of, of Iron Man eight years ago in Civil War, the increased number okay, of... Okay, maybe, maybe they come back with their powers. So That's, so I, so freed uh, and they all they all existed before. Right. But they don't have their powers until they're back. I'm fine with that. That but I makes think, sense. And then you have Doctor Doom disappear and then you have Doom become the main villain for the next phase of Marvel films. And and then what you do is you literally send the Fantastic Four right back off into space and you have them be cosmic adventurers. Because that's what they should be. Okay, so I mean, that would work. I mean, look at Guardians. It's a ragtag group of, like, random beings. I mean, you've got a guy that can turn into fire. you got a stretchy guy. you got a girl that can go invisible and control things with her mind. Mm-hmm. And you got a guy made of rocks. I mean, that would fit in the Guardians universe. Yes, well, I absolutely The guy made of rocks so. is always just moping about himself, though. Uh, yeah, but so does Eeyore, and that's been a franchise for years. Uh, Michael uh, Chiklis. Eeyore's been moping that's, about dude, his dude, tail for for decades. Well, okay, he but literally that's a, just cries and cries about being a rock and then smashes. <laughs> no, but, that, but that's the thing. But that's the thing is, if, if they do it properly, that's not how he's supposed to be. It's kind of like, like my big nitpick with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films is it's basically Peter Parker moping and bitching for three movies. 
You mean emo Parker? No, and that's the thing, is the second he goes emo, he gets all happy and starts dancing down the fucking sidewalk. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't like I don't I don't think Sam Raimi understands like social norms. I love I love the version where it's like it's him dancing and they took all the music out and they just add they, they took all the audio out and they just added like sound effect grunts like that's <sighs> If you haven't seen that video, I have. Google it, internet. I'm talking to the internet, Ian. Fine, talk to the internet. If you guys haven't seen that video, you need to check it out. Spider-Man 3, Peter Parker dancing with no music. And it just like makes him look like a fucking crazy person. I mean, because the scene in the movie doesn't do that already, right? But no, it's just like, it's just, and these people are reacting to him like, now, I'm curious now, do you think that's how Sam Raimi thinks emo people act, or do you think that's just how he thinks cool well, people dress, and well, he's wrong in emo, both occasions? Emo is short for emotional, Yeah, and you can, emotion, I guess, I guess you can one be of the happily emotional, happy. I guess. No, he's, no, I've been in the emo scene for a long time. Oh, I no have too. emo kid dance like that. No, yeah. no none of them okay. do. How many people dance like that down the sidewalk, period? I, homeless right, besides people do. Me, I but, mean, but, like, that's here nor there. People people having, you know... Andy, that one time we reenacted dancing in the street doesn't count. No, but it does count when you filmed me and made me dance around in the street. You didn't dance at all. Oh, I danced. Just a little bit. I danced. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you, okay, going back to the, You said that the, the, the Fantastic Four would show up and their silver ball, Doctor Doom flies off into nowhere, mm-hmm. and then what happens? Because as far as I'm concerned, like having the Fantastic Four interact with the world around them is just boring. No, no, that's not the send whole thing. them to no, space. You would be yeah, no. Well, so basically, what would happen was the the movie would end with them having to go back into space, and I think you pick a character like um, the Mole Man and Hans do something Molman? a little different. Hans. What? <laughs> Hans Molman? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I can, I can picture it now. You, you man getting hit with a football. Oh. Or, or cowabunga, oh, dude. He tastes like a peanut. <laughs> no, um. I want to keep him. Mwah, mwah. We're clearly talking about The Simpsons. Yes, Hans Molman yes, here. yes. I do. I'm, I'm aware. I love ah, that show. What if he was a villain? What if Hans Molman was a villain? Yes. Uh, haven't they had him like It would have parody? to be a reveal. I like, think they've had him parody the Mole Man. I'm the Mole Man. I remember him wearing like a crown and everything. He was like king of like the, the troglodytes, whatever. <laughs> yes, and that was them making fun of I think that's them making fun of Mole Man. Oh, okay. Then I there think you that's go. Them making on, fun of Mole Man. On, yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think what you do is you you have like the juxtaposition of this cosmic team fighting someone who's coming from inside the earth. Mm-hmm. And then you send him into space. I still want Iron Man to fight the real Mandarin and Fing Fame Foom, though. I, I want a fucking dragon. I don't think you're gonna get that. No, I'm not. I'm not. In fact, I think I think Tony Stark might die in the next Avengers. Well, you know they they did a really good. Um, what was it? Dan Slott. He did for his first. Oh, up, I know. First comic he did. Brought. Yeah. Oh, I just yeah. I just found the picture of Hans Molman. If you guys have the ability to find the picture of Hans Molman oh. from The Simpsons that looks like that and put it on screen. Yeah, that's. Do that. He's wearing is, a crown. And is that the Molman earthqu- King that you're talking about? <laughs> he's in. He's in Let front of an it. earthquake machine. It's, is that? It's no, but that's brilliant. the key. They have had him totally dressing like a weird. Okay. Thing. Oh my gosh, that I love Hans Molman. No, no one's gay for Molman. Oh my God, it's so, just 
if if okay, so how how long do you think RDJ has in Iron Man? Really? How much money does Marvel? I have? think either That's he's. Part of the... I think either he's done after next one. Or he's going to continue to do what they've had him doing and pop up sparks sparingly. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, you got to think about this from a, from a purely monetary pers- perspective. If you put out Iron Man 4, mm-hmm. that movie would make so much money just yep. on oh, yeah. principle alone. Um, plus, the, I really want to see the whole... Like, the, what makes the Mandarin, I get that it's a dated whatever, blah, 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 blah. But, like, what makes the whole thing with him and Iron Man awesome is that before you find out that the Mandarin's rings are actually just alien technology, they're magic. And I love the whole concept of Tony is Mr. Technology against, and Mr. against magic. magic. And then, because his whole thing is, is magic, it's just technology they don't understand yet. So I think it would tie in so perfectly with what they've set up with the character so far in the universe, mm-hmm. especially now that you've brought in Doctor Strange, and they even mention a dragon in Thor Ragnarok. That's true. That's very true. But, okay, so RDJ has one film, but they still want to do Iron Man. Do you guys accept a new person taking in the reins of becoming Iron See, Man? See, now that's the big question, is do they pull a James Bond and recast, or do they kill off? I say, I say you do it. you do where he passes the mantle on. Oh, I don't want to see like I, War Machine as Iron Man. No, no, no. I'm saying somebody else. You do or like Riri, an Iron, Iron Heart. Iron Heart, maybe. I I take that. Well, I just I think what they should do, if anything, is you have him step away from a little bit, and then when you do bring him back, you recast him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like let him step away like for a little bit. It can't be like a, yeah, a year after. exactly. Not because like Wolverine I, though. Yeah. I personally think what they should do, and I think would be awesome, you get Hugh Jackman back for one more movie. And then you have his body get completely obliterated down to the adamantium. And then when he comes oh. back, it's a new actor and he just goes, it's not perfect every time. Like, right. like an Iron Man 2. I'm here to get used to it. Well, I think all those theories are fantastic. And if you have any other theories, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, find us. But that is going to do it for us this week on Geektainment Weekly here on New Radio Media. Make sure you check out all our other shows on the site. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.